You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London. Yo, my name's Weymar. My name is Lewis. My name is Steve. And you are listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, episode number nine. Please make some noise! <laughs> Animal noises. We are back. We are back. It's been a minute. We've been a bit busy. Uh, right-winged Steve has been on his EDL marches and doing security for Tommy. He's joined UKIP as an advisor to Tommy Robinson. (laughs) He's not happy about this Brexit. And uh, uh, Black Power Lewis has been on his pilgrimage in in America. I've done the old pilgrim, Thanksgiving pilgrim. pilgrim. He had his rucksack. He had his sandals on. Yeah, mate. On Route 66. Didn't have to fuck up no Native Americans, though. No, I'm only joking. No, it was was fucking... uh, Yeah, it was a cool trip, man. Would you like the little sober out there? There's a place that keeps on calling me. (laughs) Down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I'm making a friend. You know what that is, I just said it. Yeah, little Sobo. Safe, man. He was on an advert, I won it as well. Oh, was it? I love that. Yeah, I remember. I just thought I'd seen that for you. Feels like some insurance advert or some shit like that. Probably. Yeah, probably. Anyway, man, should we get to the shit? Yeah, man, we just... Should we get to the shit? Let's get to the fucking meat and potatoes of what we're doing. We have got an amazing guest in the building. He's staying quiet at the moment because I'm going to give him a big, big intro. Shit. Um, As I start this, what's I say? Uh, Well, I'm definitely really excited to introduce our next guest. I'm just going to throw out there and say a legend of the game. He might not think so, but I think so. Um, (laughs) A legend of what I called and I call it the new wave of UK hardcore. It's the old wave. The old wave. The new wave. You know, like you had the new... What, the new wave? The new wave of British heavy metal. Who was that? Metallica? Nah. What, British heavy metal? No. (laughs) 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 Who was that fucking... Was it it like... um, Was it... What's it called? No, new wave of British heavy metal. Iron Maiden? Yeah, Maiden, Saxon. Yeah. I Don't thought Metallica put themselves in a new wave of... How could they done it from fucking America and Denmark? No, but they called themselves the new wave. The like, new wave so of, all the bands no. you're talking about were, bef- were the originators. The new wave is that new... That next phase. No, I think they just Metallica called it... Metallica were in the fresh generation. Yeah, I think... Like, it, about two years Even later, that, that's a big four, later. isn't it? Metallica's one of the big four. Yeah, yeah. Metallica, Anthrax, uh, Megadeth. Slyar and Megadeth, yeah. yeah. Let me get back to this point I was making in a Yeah, yeah. Still ain't introduced the fucking... You're supposed to keep quiet. I'm building yeah. up suspense here. Come You're just on, giving it away. Yeah, fucking fuck it, over with it? your cunt. <laughs> but listen, now, I've got to say this, man. So when I think of UK Harkoff, I think of it in layers. So a few layers before us, or what I like to call the, OG, the OGs, are bands like The Business, Cockney Rejects, Cox Power, Last Resort. And then you've got the heavier bands that came out like Dischar- uh, Discharge, Extreme, uh, Extreme Noise Terror, Napalm Death. They're the OGs. I'm not even going to put none of us in that category. But they laid the foundations. But then a couple of layers after that, Stamping Ground. Stamping Ground, for me, were one of the first bands to start doing that American-styled metallic. And they were the first band to do it really well. So from that ever on, I would say that's when the dress style changed. 
people yeah. wearing baggy clothes. I remember when everyone used to wear dog chains. You remember that in days? Yeah. And I used to have Krishna beads. I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> Black <laughs> Krishna. I found some old photos and I had these Krishna beads. Now I remember I used to fucking love 108, man. And that time 108 was like that was everyone was wearing the beads and all that. So uh, I lost the fucking point I was trying to make now. Bangish. Yeah, so from that line on, I would call that the new wave of UK hardcore. That layout was um, New York hardcore became a big influence in the sound. It went a bit more hard edge away from the more punkier sound, uh, you know, heavier guitars. Um, so getting back to my point, the, a band that played a big, big part in that, of that particular, was Nine Bar. So without, well, I was wondering who it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, I'd like to introduce my dearest friend, Fatty, Tom, what do you want us, how do you want us to refer Whatever, to Whatever, really. Like everyone else, I've got fucking get out my names. You get me? Sick. We'll just say what? We'll say Tom. It's called Tom. Fat yeah. Controller, no. Fat Controller. <laughs> Yo, make some big noise for Tommy Nightball! Yeah, yeah. Stoked to have you, man. Seriously. I'm happy to be here. Do you know what? happy to be here. This fucking room's shit, man. This is one of the This is some gr- hey, this, There's a yeah. fucking fan up here that just hasn't been cleaned in oh, never. Oh, shit. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Look at how fucked up it's like fucking it's like Mad Max in here, mate. <laughs> Mill Hill edition. Alright man, I picked this room because it has no shit drummers playing next door. When we had to RC, we had some guy trying to play drums and it was it annoyed the fuck out of me. And Joe as well, and on the Joe one there's some fucking band next door as well, wasn't there? Yeah. So hopefully for you guys we chose the shit room so you don't hear no shitty background noise. Nah, we'll make it better. We'll yeah, we'll just breathe in we'll asbestos, that'll be we'll better than the background noise. <laughs> So you there's a band over the road just doing that tune, uh, You Spin Me Right Round, like a record. They sound all right. In a metal version. I thought, <laughs> I thought was that? Oh, is that a, is that a dude that died? Is he dead? Yeah, he died. Pete, Pete Burns. Was oh, yeah. Pete Burns. Yeah, Pete Burns from, um, oh, what they fucking call it again? Soft Cell. Yeah. Look at this guy, man. <laughs> he wasn't in Soft Cell. <laughs> Dead or no, Alive, wasn't. wasn't it? Yeah. That was Dead or Alive, mate. It was Dead yeah. or Alive. Pete Burns, Dead or Alive, yeah. Lewis no, no. liked a bit of a soft Sorry. cell. Soft cell was fucking... The other dude, I forgot his fucking name. Oh, you got the name one? Oh, uh, Mark Armand. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Are you quite finished with your memory trip down memory lane? <laughs> I bet you have posters in your little, little fucking cell, little, little fucking eighties <laughs> trivia. No, I got fucking the soft cell tattoo. <laughs> no, I got fucking smash this post posters on my wall, wasn't it? Like, oh my god! Nah, fucking. He's got, fucking he's got all the now records from one to forty-seven. Because <laughs> 48 was shit. 49 onwards was shit. I yeah, fucking yeah. had them when I threw them out. There were 49. Now thinking back on it, man. He's now one on vinyl. That's my intro to music. going to pay you fucking money for that. I bet you I'm now one on vinyl. I'm pretty sure it. Do you know what? I, I saw, loads of money I saw an advertisement on TV for now something and I thought, who in their white right mind would buy that CD now? People, you go yeah. on Spotify you just make that playlist. People, yeah, people, still, collect, people still collect it, man. People yeah, still collect that shit. Yeah, but it can't be that everyone people to make it worth It's older people. It's older people that still give a fuck about that. Oh, we've got so anyway, man, getting back, life. getting back to Nine Bar, man. I'm trying to think when I first met these guys. Um, basically, Knuckle Dust was playing a show. Luckily, got to play a show with Warzone. We had only been going a year, and I first met uh, Skinny, which is the other singer of Nine Bar, and Matty, which is obviously the guitarist. For those that don't know, at the show, and at the time, I didn't know them. They was two really young kids. We was on stage, we didn't know what the fuck we was doing, we was playing along, and I just remember seeing these two young kids, and they were proper into it. They were like, and I was, I was just, oh look at these young kids, man, fucking into us. So I, 
It looked dope, do you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember after the show, like, um, we came down, and I think I spoke to him briefly, and I thought to myself, I ain't going to see these guys again, like, but, like, it's cool, like, do you know what I mean? you got to remember, this is at a time when there was no scene, there was nothing going so on So, tell you there's a load of people from that era that you've never seen again, innit, man? Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, for real. A load of faces that you don't see anymore, but... Um... Nah, for real. Did we know you guys then? Or? No, I t- that's we might t- have known you a little bit before that, or maybe met you once or twice. What, before the Warzone show? Yeah, I think no, so. Man. I all that, all that time in my life is very hazy for one reason or another. But there was, <laughs> yeah, for there was that Warzone show, which was a fucking massive catalyst for a lot of shit. Cause, was you at that show? Was you yeah, at no, no, I was there. Yeah, I think, yeah all the nine bar were at that show, and a ton of other fucking people that we ended up, you know, doing bands with, you know, being mates with for the next twenty years, that kind of thing. But. Um, yeah, there's pictures of that show that night and I'm standing next to people that, you know, I'd gone to know very fucking well. Like, you know, know you look for a start and that yeah. was, that was like the first time that any of us, all my mates that we used to hang around with together listen to hardcore, was the first time I've ever seen like a kind of underground hardcore band. You get me? Because I remember the guy came out, like the roadie came out and he take the set list to the wrong side of the stage monitor. I was like, what the fuck's going on? The rabies comes out and he sings it all from the dance floor. So like, whoa, this is something different. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. What like, the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, for real. Because, you know, by that point, we've seen like Mad Bull, Biohazard, Downset, Doggy Dog, Slapshot, that kind of thing here and there. That was like a big event back then. Yeah, That was yeah, like what well, you look forward to. You'd be looking uh, fucking Kerrang or some shit. It was fucking you? hype back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the NME even. And you would see that those bands are playing, you'd be all fucking over it because it was few and far between back then. Nah, for real, man. I think the first, the next time I spoke to Skinny and Matty is when we at Knuckle Dust had another show and you guys were supporting and I didn't know who Nine Bar was at that point. See, and my went, timeline is better than yours, bro. I was, on, at, I was at you guys' first ever show. <laughs> but I didn't know oh, you Oh, okay. The, yeah. As I went to see you lot at the Laurel Tree with Stamping Ground. I went because of Stamping oh, Ground. And I've still got the flyer indoors somewhere. And it's oh, a wow. crazy fucking looking flyer. <laughs> I'm amazed I grabbed it. It's, <laughs> it's got too much shit going on in it, man. You can't even tell it's for a gig. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking out one of these days. But anyway, I remember because we busted in and couldn't even fucking see the band that were playing. And then you busted out a negative approach cover. We we're like, wow, this band's kind of good. Oh, you know, yeah, I remember that. You know, I'll fucking relate to that, you get me? Oh, I remember that. And it turned out to be used lot because I remember watching Stamping Ground. I remember seeing used little dancing on Stamping Ground. I was like, shit, I recognise these geezers from, you know, here and there over the last few years. See, so like, Astoria, Garage, Astoria 2, places like that. You know, I wrote the same shit, sick of it all, that kind of stuff. Before, oh, shit. Before there was something we could call our own. Yeah, yeah, for real. I remember the first time I saw Nine Bar, and this is the first, this is the second time I spoke to Matty and Skinny, and I just remember fucking Matty's guitar sound was dreadful. Man. <laughs> he used to like so when I was growing up, I used I had no money, man. I used to have a keyboard amp. That's going to be a theme in the early years, and I'm not really money. Yeah. <laughs> I had a keyboard amp, I had a DI output, and those that don't know what that is, that's like an output out of this little combo amp. I put it into a vocal amp, and my sound was, it was atrocious. But Matty, he used to play a chord, and all you could hear was, it didn't matter, do you remember that, Steve? Yeah. It didn't matter what note he was playing, it was just, eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
pinpoint back to when I first saw it. It would have been around 05, 06. I remember buying my first CDs. That's the safe period there, the yeah. 1997, 98 period. Yeah, I mean, I was, nah. fucking, I was young. Got I, was, to start somewhere. I was in fucking... I was in secondary school in them days and that. I keep but, forgetting, uh, yeah, you got a big yeah, gap different from big us, man. Gap, like, so, yeah, I'm going to say around about, say, 05 sort of time. That's still That's really early, man. Yeah. So, uh, I want to get to Tom. Where did you grow up, man? Did yeah, you... South London. Whereabouts in South London, yeah, man? Yeah, Dulwich. Yeah, yeah, my parents still live there. I still, you know, I go back to the house I grew up in all the time. So, the whole Nine Bar is like a South London band? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Well, yeah, we've got the Black Sheep who's been, you know, these days it's Baxter before it was fucking, it was Dave from Reading. We had Anna on bass back in the early days. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew Nolan who went back to Ireland. You still see him pop up once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Nolan. How did you, uh, discuss, how did you get into hardcore? Like, everyone's got a different story. Like, like for me, I, I would say, uh, we'll go we'll go for around the room. I had Bangers Ball back in the day, Vanessa Warwick. Do you remember her? Yeah. Uh, I, used have a, I used to have the maddest crush on her, bro. But do you know what I like about Headbangers Ball? They used to like um, support a lot of underground music. Used to, I remember seeing Cher Tev on there. I remember them letting Mabel do interviews. I remember seeing Cannibal Courts on there. But my introduction to hardcore, I would say, was watching, um, obviously, Biohazard, and then seeing the early Sick of All videos, Step Down, and uh, what else? Mad bought Dynamo. Yeah, Mad bought videos. Yeah, yeah. Mad bought Dynamo. That's Dynamo. I love that to this day. Same. So I love it. Uh, That's uh, amazing. How was it? What about you guys? Like pretty much the same as that. So I got into Biohazard in quite a big way. I suppose I was about about fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Wow. And then one of my mates had this Terrorizer mixtape, and it had uh, Lockdown by Mad Bought on it. Oh, and then yeah. I went out and bought that uh, issue of Terrorizer. So I could fucking have that tune. Don't. Um, and then, then I got a tape of Set It Off after that. I think it had already been out for about a year by that time, by the time I got my hands on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the same, man. Sick of it all, doggy dog. Uh, propane, I was into Propane. <laughs> their first two albums back in them days as well, I fucking really liked. Um Yes, and all that kind of stuff. So man. basically, Just the same the, kind of path. The same it? stuff that was doing arounds everywhere, man. I love Doggy Dog. I love Siv as well. Yeah, I like. I know Siv, a lot man. of people never like Siv, but I, no, used to, I used to like. I, it. I, well, I appreciate it more now than I did when I was. I still then. only like the first album. Like after that, it just got a bit silly. But <laughs> what about you, Lewis, man? You... Um, getting into hardcore was just a continuation of already listening to sort of like heavy alternative music. But I just go to a lot of the clubs and that back in the day, and one in particular which is named Madball, which at the tough, which was at the Tuffmore Park Dome. Like, <laughs> what they play? What they, what, they played Madball at the club? You mean? Like yeah. So 30, yeah. so thirty minutes before they used to end the night, they used to have like a hard. It should be called like the hard, hard, half the hard, the hard, yeah. hard, 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 Hardcore. Did he say that? Some cool dude. Wait around till one thirty or two. Yeah, hang around till like till late for that shit. Like, was it really cool? Did everyone like all the tough guys get in the pit and start moshing the bar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do that. So cool. You never went there. Yeah, I think Fucking I did go there, but I just remember doing corny things like mushing like to, <laughs> on a dance floor with each other. There's like there's like a group of there's fucking loads of us used to go there regularly. You'd like any well, week, I went there every weekend week. for a month, solidly. Yeah. But every time I went to Valdito as well. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. No, every every any time that you walked in there in a certain period of time, any time you walk into that club and you'd go into the the downstairs at the dome, I I could bump into twenty people that I knew. 
quite easy. Yeah, upstairs at the dome was like all the fucking sort of like Kerrang pop hits, indie yeah, shit, like yeah. just the pop punk music and all the stuff like that, Newfound Glory, etc., etc. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not cussing it, but it's, oh, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. Like, that's where all, all that's where all the birds were as well. Like that's where all the birds like that was always at top. Like so you was upstairs all the time, yeah. <laughs> I was downstairs, mate. He was hardcore. He was, was in the hardcore. I was in the hardcore pit. No, I was just, I was just bouncing between fucking everywhere, mate. It, was, it, used, to, it used to be mental. The fucking Matt Tuffnell Park Dome. It used to be fucking like people having a good time inside and then outside there'd be all the local estate fucking man's Tufnell Park area just like starting shit yeah, trying to mug yeah. man's trying to act like fucking tough nuts but they, they always get told to fuck off you know what I'm saying like cause but yeah getting into hardcore was not because of hardcore I thought hearing certain bands of that like, thinking oh it sounds pretty interesting like I think I heard Etan there for the first time I was like oh right, shit this man is, this is like that's a baptism of fire I was like, rah, like so, I to, so I had to check it out and then from there Went to my first show, but I'm guessing we'll talk about... Yeah, we're talking about shows and that now. Yeah, I think... I can't remember the first um, Nine Bar show I went to, but it must have been 05. I was going to say, actually, when you was talking about the early lineups, I know the first time I saw you was with Andy and Anna was still in the band, and I think... Early fucking days there, man. I think it might have even been... Kind of thing. Yeah, it might have even been when I think you went away for a few months. Yeah, yeah, you know? I didn't, I didn't do that. What did you do? Yeah, so Is that like, for the bank job you done? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I was I think at uni for a different... couple of years, so we had like a kind of revolving door lineup a little bit on the vocals. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think you. Reno was on vocals. I remember. Too. I remember. <laughs> Ray dusted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Shit. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. fucking video evidence of this floating around somewhere. Number's like Terminator, like you know, Terminator gets shot and he just. One go down. That's what nine by like. It's a geezer at the time. He was like quite a skinny little dark haired geezer. It looked like a bit of a punk sort of looking geezer. I think who was on vocals. Yeah, Reno. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I didn't know. Be, I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, yeah. that's Bingo. Yeah, I got some yeah, stories about Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <We all have. laughs> yeah. uh, can you remember your first hardcore gig, Tom? Ah, what would that be? I mean, going back to those times, I was into kind of a load of stuff here and there. It's a bit more. No, but your first back hardcore... in those days, I'm trying to think what the. Nah, well, you know what? I think I, I can't. You know, it would have been something like off. fucking buyers or downset or something or other like that. Maybe you remember the old fuck reading shows? Yeah, yeah I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you yeah, remember man. them. Yeah, so you used to get someone like Madball doing them. There's, there's, it's all on YouTube. The other day, I looked at it. It's like Madball in the business. I don't know, sick of it or someone other like that. Another punk bands yeah. that played at the academy. So it'd be something like that, which must have been like '97, '98. I'm sure I went to things earlier. There was. Dog Eat Dog used to come over all the fucking time. Yeah, all like the twice time. Yeah, I saw Dog Eat Dog so many times. So, I know, you know they, were, they were fun times, man. I yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know this is a bit before Lewis's time, like, because he's younger than us, but do you guys used to go to shows at the Marquee? Because I remember like, the Marquee, I think I saw... Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like the underworld went. back then, wasn't it? For hardcore. Yeah, I love yeah. to go there now, being a bit older. But I was a bit older well, when not I went. Well, yeah, I know it's fucking gone, man. It's <laughs> I thought you were saying it like it was still there. <laughs> no, I love to I go back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking it's a bar, mate. <laughs> I've been in that pub more than I've been <laughs> in the fucking action <laughs> marquee. <laughs> you said it like it was still there. I'm thinking, <laughs> but you know, it's gone, Tom. It's been gone for 50 years. No, I, do you know what? I never went to the marquee. Never went. No, oh, bro. My mates, my mates went. Amazing when we, this it shut when I was still at school. I think just before I left school, it, it, that's when it shut down. I and saw. I, got a kid there. I saw Mabble there. They had yeah, I, yeah, I was at. I know. Yeah, that's my first hardcore gigs. Uh, I saw Strife there, Spud Monsters there. The funny thing is, I went to a show and I used to always see Pierre, always see Pierre, and I remember him because he used to have like one. Of them, back in the days, everyone used to wear them big old leather jackets. 
You know, I thought you were going to say a backpack. So when you said your backpack, this was before the backpack. Before that particular trend. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Beagles jacket with the fur. Yeah, yeah. There's pictures of him around and that. In the first knuckle I see, he's wearing that. And he's always be with his ex-girlfriend Anna man and I used to always see him yeah he like, later played bass in Ninebar for a couple of years yeah we're gonna get to that man so anyway let's get to let's get to Ninebar man um, Lewis you mentioned something previously uh, when we were talking that not a lot of people know that Holly is his brother yeah why oh, did you say that bust out yeah did, did, <laughs> No one. I thought that was obvious. Oh man, there's loads. I never there's, knew there's, that. there's loads of people who did not know that. Josh, yeah, I'm not going into conversation I when it gets know. a bit slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trust Hold on a sec, Steve. You know, when I did you find out? When, 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 when we were around Matty's house. Shut the yeah. fucking <laughs> no, Jesus no. Yeah, people still finding out. It's amazing. All these like you found out that Holly was his brother three months ago after knowing this guy for fucking nearly twenty years. Yeah. Wow, Lewis, man, you fucking hit the nail on the head, Trust man. Trust me, bro. <laughs> Trust me, like, people don't... I've had people come up to me go, see the nine-bar drum, is he related to the thing? I was like, yeah, man, they're fucking brothers. Like, yeah, like, 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 yeah, when my brother gets here, I was like, like, who's your brother? Does, does he <laughs> yeah, like, like, what's his thing? What's he into? Unobservant, like, uh, man. Yeah, he's been playing with his band for the last 20 fucking years. Known him for 20 years. Like, 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 but you know what? I'm not saying it's like, but obviously Tom, he hangs out and he fucking drinks with a man's ear. Ollie, like, he's just... Sort of, it's like low key back doing his yeah, own fucking thing. Quiet. So no one's gonna really fucking even yeah. notice. I don't. People even now to this day would be like, "Oh, who's that dude?" Then they probably see him up on the stage. Oh shit, that's an iron bar drummer. Like, do you know, do you know what's what I mean? funny is when you look in their face, they just look exactly the same. So to me, I look at Ollie and I can see you look. You look like brothers to me. Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, I don't really see it personally. Like. Maybe like even like the well, fucking you can't see him his big fucking beard. Is, is the thing. <laughs> well, I remember seeing the first time I see a picture of him was in the fucking. Um, don't want to go too deep, but the Urban Legends fucking artwork where he's fucking got the fucking pistol. Yeah, 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 like he's got his mouth open and shit, and I'm like, I just think, oh, who's that? That's, that dude looks fucking jokes. Cool, yeah, been, like. been for a lot of looks as Ollie. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we could talk about his, We yeah, could do a whole sick. podcast on these fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, how did you and your brother meet Matt, Matt and Skinny? I, was about, uh, I thought you were just about to say, how did you and your brother meet, man? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I went on to um, what's that website where you look for long lost what's that TV program Crazy United but what's that TV program when they they go on and they go I've been trying to search surprise surprise yeah it could be that it's a surprise surprise Tom we got a surprise for you (laughs) (laughs) we found your brother so um, how did you how did you guys meet Matt and Skinny then, man? Well, I know I know I went to primary school with Matty. And oh, for real? We, yeah, 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 and then yeah. we all ended up going to secondary school together and just pissing around, doing not too much of anything really, smoking weed, hanging out, kind of thing. There's always kind of music in the background, one way or another. You know, people are into bit of grunge, bit of hip hop, bit of metal, that kind of thing. But there's no like kind of focus to it. So, like, basically, in school, did you actually hang out with, with each other? Or oh, yeah, yeah, just... sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. So, like, how did... Let's get the silly questions out of the way. I mean, whose idea was it to start the band? It was your idea. It was Knuckle Dust's idea. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> it, was not, it was our idea with heavy influence from Knuckle Dust. No, for real. Because I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring it to some influences which I, people ain't going to mention or people be ashamed to mention or whatever. The shit that used to eat up was Lost and Found Records back in the day. You could go into HMV oh, and buy man, all that yeah. shit. The only thing stopping you back in those days was fucking money. <laughs> it was about yeah. 18 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and buy a CD for fucking 12 mm-hmm. and on and It's a lot of money when you're 16, No, they was always the exports, weren't they? The exports well, the were like... They're the bootlegs is what they were, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bootleg Warzone Records, bootleg Crown of Forms Records, whatever, you get me? 
But, um, you know, I used to eat that shit up and have a bit of money and look at this shit and go, rah, that fucking crazy Warzone record, it had like two dogs fighting on the cover. Like, what the, yeah, 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 what the yeah. fuck is this? Obviously, the real cover is very removed from that. But, <laughs> you know, shit like that, set it off, you know, in fucking HMV. And, like, you're looking at it, that's the only, like, that's your only exposure to it. You can't go look it up on YouTube and watch live sets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was it. You look at it and think, what the fuck is this? I'm going to have to take a fucking punt on it because... Because what? <laughs> or not, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a very simple choice. There was that, there was Lost and Found Records, and there was all the fucking, um, yeah, the back-to-basic stuff which came kind of a bit after we got to know all the Knuckle Dust guys. So that was, you know, Rick Healy's label, for those who don't know, Rick to Life. And I think everyone, everyone knows, knows, what everyone knows who Rick to Life is, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no one knows that he did a decent record label back in the day when people moan about fucking ripping off bands and that, which is fair enough, but exposed us to a ton of fucking bands. You look at him like... You know, you buy this gnarly looking fucking photocopy black and white shit, you can barely make out the pictures, look at the song titles, that you're like, what the fuck is this, man? I want in this, you know what I mean? It's like mysterious. You get me? So that was all influences back then. Yeah, for real. But yeah, seeing people that we fucking met and chatted to getting up and doing the fucking band was, and that was Knuckle Dust, that was the biggest influence there. That was people we could look at, not on an inlay, not on a fucking picture, not in a magazine or something. There's real people in front of us. About what, a couple of years older than us, if that, you know what I mean? So, but so, so can you remember the actual time? Who was it? Did someone actually say, Look, let's just do this band? Or was it mutual? It just kind of happened. Man, I swear people write some revisionist history about I was motivated to do my band <laughs> by this and that. And maybe, that, maybe that's exactly how it worked. Yeah. But we just bullshitted about it and then slowly started to push it fucking together into the same room. I mean, so, was Matty- know, I don't remember there being some moment of clarity. It was like, yeah, bam, we've got to do a band. You know, it's just, it's, you know, you're surrounded by it, you're obsessed with it when you're kind of in your mid to late teens. You get me? So. I mean, was Matty, and, did Matty, was, the, was Matty always playing guitar? Was your boss always say, playing drums? We had the fucking instruments to do it just by sheer fucking chance. That's why we had two singers. What's the chance? Two- Where were the instruments? In the school? Well, no, just in, in people's possession. You know what I mean? Matty what, was you fucking went, around you, you with broke, guitars. You- in some way or other, he knew his way around the guitar oh, to okay. some level. Same with my brother and the drums. He had a drum set from, I don't know, he's kind of late teens. Shame Matty didn't know his way around a fucking amp, though. <laughs> or an, a noise gate. <laughs> Fuck with Matty while he's not here. <laughs> I remember listening to Nine Bar and I could hear, like, um, obviously the New York hardcore influence, influences. I could hear Breakdown. Mm. I could hear Bulldoze. I could hear a lot of Terror Zone. Yeah, you nailed it. I don't know about the Terror Zone, but Breakdown, Bulldog. The, the, the yeah, Zone used to do that. Heavy influences there. Yeah. Yeah. And I could hear Dark Side, New York, Hark, New York, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's just all shit that we were fucking eating up when we were Hard. in our know, teens, early 20s kind of thing. I mean, did you guys, when you set up, did you want to do a particular sound or did it just Yeah, happen? we wanted to do that straight up. Oh, so you were ripping that Dark shit straight. Side. Fury of Five, fucking Denied. Yeah, this guy, this obscure reference is really, man, not the most mainstream shit, but it's a shit that was out there for us at that time. The shit you're trying to pick up when you see a distro. Yeah, other obscure shit. That band, the, the Real Deal, this is mad obscure oh, shit. Real Deal, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey yeah. in you're the going 90s. Back. But, you know, exactly what we wanted in on, you know what I mean? A kind of dark, nasty, heavy sound in East Coast hardcore. That wasn't so much of a thing back then. It wasn't all over yeah, the place yeah. like, it, like it came to be. You get me? Yeah, for real, man. You're kind of staking your claim doing that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. fucking every other band wasn't doing it. You get me? Nah, for real. So you you started the band. Oh, I need to know, man. Who came up with the name Nine Bar? Again, nah, who would know, man? It's fucking lost in obscurity. You know what I mean? You know what You know what most of the band do about. <laughs> I, I don't, you know what? I, a Nine Bar, right? It's a... A quarter of a key. I have no clue. A quarter of a key, is that what it means? Nine bar? What's, yeah, what's something a, like that, yeah. 
No, it's just a weird reference. All right, like, love yeah. smoking oh, right. weed. Do you know what I mean? To this day. I, I think I used to know, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue, man, what it means. I was like, Nine Bar, what? I know there was a shop in, in South London called Nine Bar. I was like, oh, that's where they got the name from. But it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was it's a lot more cooler than that. So, like, you guys get together, you write some songs. Cue, where was your first gig? Yeah, I was trying to remember this for this podcast, man. I've been doing my fucking homework. Are we allowed to talk about the last podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mention it now. You mentioned it. Two and a half hours of waffling in no, gen- no real direction, <laughs> missing out like five years of the band here and there, skipping all over the fucking place. Let me, let me tell you a good time. Trump and Stone fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell the listeners, we've done this podcast a while back and we've done it at Matty's house and... There was some alcohol uh, involved. There was some plant-based... Um, <laughs> a bit uh, around the bush, yeah. <laughs> smoking fucking trees, mate. Smoking, someone was smoking trees and the podcast went from an intellectual conversation to... Um, I wouldn't push it that uh, far. Well, not that far, <laughs> but it literally went into mumble rap, like... <laughs> so we was like, we got to do this properly, man. So, like... Yeah, so you can't remember what your first gig was? No, no, I was going to say, man. <laughs> we went up for some tangent about mumble rap and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it was, uh, you might remember the name of this place, because it was with Knuckle Dust in Portsmouth. Yeah, I that, see, yeah this is the one that I'm place. talking about. Was that, was that pub called The Horseshoe? Is that the one up the stairs? Yeah, the one you got up the stairs, yeah. With, was that with the one that Peachy from yeah, yeah, yeah. Six Foot Dick Bug Monsters? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the first time yeah. I, that's Hors- what I was talking horseshoe. about. Yeah, and we've been, yeah, play, yeah. we've been playing, you know, rehearsing all that kind of shit, but we never actually played the show. That was back in the day when we all travelled to see Knuckle Dust, so we come down to see Knuckle Dust. I think it was... Really, man? Shit, All man. the Nine Bar and the... Um, all the nine bar, some of the guys from Gundog as well. I remember Hervé and Dan Gundog. Gundog, shout yeah, out to yeah. Gundog. <laughs> it's going yeah. back a few years. Wow. Yeah, and um, yeah, we all come down to Portsmouth, stayed in Matty's house because he was at uni there at the time. And um, yeah, I think that's how it happened that we all hopped, on, you... all hopped on stage with other people's encouragement. And... Oh, so you weren't meant to play? Yeah, we just all happened to be there. That's how it worked back in the day. You know what? You see how the like, universe yeah, works? I'll do a few songs. I mean, I've got photos of it indoors. Oh, you got you got to upload them, man. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, there's overdue going through boxes of photos that a few people I know have. So without getting too deep, do you see how the universe, the universe works, man? Do you just see how these universe? Things, the universe. I'm getting <laughs> deep. No, without getting too deep, my eyes. Do you see how the universe works? <laughs> but seriously, the way these things line up, like they were at the yeah. show, they were encouraged to get on stage. If if little things like that never happened, you might have still done Nine Bar. Do you know what I mean? But who knows? Maybe you did. Maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe you wouldn't have had. So I'm just, it's kind of crazy to me, man. Yeah, it's all cobbled together. It's not like any other band I've done, you know. Or maybe Maldito, you know. It's not like any other band. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to Maldito later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It all kind of like ramshackle worked its way along. You get me? Everyone fucking, you know, everyone's smoking weed. Everyone's fucking 17, 18, 19 kind of thing. Got no fucking yeah. aspirations to do this because it wasn't there at the time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Not going on tour or anything like that. Just trying to do what you can. Playing you can try and write some shit. You get me? And, I, yeah, the stars are all in fucking alignment and we're all in the same place at the same the stars time. Were aligned. The show. I, I don't know when it would have happened otherwise. I've got to ask this question. Like, how did you feel, everyone in this room, how did you feel after your first gig? Because the thing for me is, when I... I, I won't even consider myself a real guitarist now, but that first time on stage made me realise, oh, I can do this. Did you have that same feeling with your first gig? Oh, oh mate, it's euphoric, I'm not going to lie. My first gig was Damage Control 20. 13 with Proven 2018 <laughs> New Jack Fuck it feels like it mate Sometimes 2013 Damage Control Damage Control with Proven Like the unicorn And it was like 
I don't know, I was, felt like I was really worried, like, thinking, oh, it's going to be shit, it's going to be awkward, it's going to be weird. But then when you realise you're just in front of your friends, it's like, oh, actually, it's not that bad, it's quite easy. It's when you get in front of people you don't know. That's, it's hard. That's hard. But I did used to come off with a feeling of, like, oh, that's fucking amazing. I'm glad that I'm fucking doing this. Nice. No, yeah. Uh, what about you, my, Steve? My first gig was at the Rising Sun on Subway Hill. <coughs> it was a jam night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Damn night, a pub, right? And I used to be in this band called Method of Murder. Yeah. And, uh, oh shit! Yeah. We we was just we we just wanted to play a gig somewhere, and uh, the the singer lived in Sudbury at the time. He says, "We just just go up there and play three tunes." We was all like, "Ah, fuck it, let's do it." And I remember like it was just old men and a couple of youngsters like our age there. And I remember just being fucking getting on stage, just like fucking shaking. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm actually going to do I'm this. Fucking getting on stage and playing front of people. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing was over in about five minutes. But the, and, the uh, buzz afterwards, right? It's yeah, like, you do get a buzz. Yeah, you get a buzz because you know you're actually capable of doing it. Then. Yeah, then exactly. After that, I think I got nervous the first time we played. I think I first. I still get nervous every time I play now. The gig was maybe at the Red Eye. Mm. I don't know. And then, and then that was it. I think I just. Loved it after that. So love what, it. So we try to say is <laughs> we once love you, it. Loved it. So man, once you get over that first hurdle or that first show, you just want more of it. And what was nine by second show? Did you get a show quickly after that? Uh, or? I, I can't remember to be honest, man. There's one. There's okay, one that's the really podcast nine by. Thank you, Tom. Can't remember nothing. <laughs> man, who's gonna ask you about your fucking second show? You get me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember your last show? I'll give you, you remember your first show. Really not really, man. Not, not really. really. Do you remember your second show? We yeah. booked one. <laughs> we booked one. I remember. We booked one at the fucking uh, Half Moon in Hernhill, which was a you know. As a oh venue, my days! Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a flyer somewhere, man. I should put it on a t-shirt. It's a banging flyer, man. Three pound on the door and a three pint on entry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was you lot, nine bar, public disturbance, up Shout against it, disturbance. and gun dog. Yeah. That's a fucking killer lineup for back then, man. My and God. I think there was about what f- ten people there, must have been or fifteen. People nah, or I, remember it, I remember it being all right. There was a period where there's a load of shows going. Oh, and it was packed. That was local for us, but yeah, I remember that. Ah. Yeah, and then I think I might have fucked off the uni for a bit after that, or it's around that time. Like I say, it's all a bit of a blur, and I apologise for this. No, I it all becomes saying. a bit clearer around kind of 2000 or something. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so, Tom, tell us about your 26th show. <laughs> <laughs> With fucking foresight, I should have just written down every one. It would have taken me 10 seconds after a show, just writing a, a fucking notebook. You get fucking me? So, be like, yeah, I've played 1018 shows or something, you get me? But just, just quickly on that, do you think it's kind of crazy that bands in the last 10 years, they can document everything they've done because of their phone? Or do you think it's better like us having it in the wank bank? In the memory. Well, you know what? It's true, like, because with the advent of the, of the uh, social media and fucking uh, cloud storage and shit like that, you can save more stuff and you know exactly when you're doing shit. Everyone but us. Roaming around London like a pack of stray dogs. No, so, but literally, you think right now you can go online if you if you're a bit savvy, you go to cloud and you can put a date in, bang, 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 
the yeah, whole time you your right, life yeah, comes up. Come up. Whereas Tom, we can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that. Do you know what I mean? He ain't the only one who. I think it yeah, is, I can't remember yeah. shit. I think it is good for the for the new generation. At least, yeah, it's mine. It's, it's different. Like, we're living a different time. Back in the day, there was no means to fuck. If you could take photos and shit, or you always carried a VCR with you, then yeah, you you'd be taking photos. You'd give a tape to the sound guy and say, "Have you got one of those machines? Plug it in there." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, that'd be the best quality recording. Yeah, you ever did. So tough with that. <laughs> so you can imagine, like, you gladly hand off your twenty quid or whatever you wanted for it. Seriously, yeah. right on your fucking face. Whereas now it's like people have got their fucking just take the fucking pictures, remember it on their phone, or take the video, or there'll be something else. Or like, there's hundreds of people. Everyone's got a phone now, and like, just at a show, they'll all be fucking filming a segment of it or a bit of yeah. it. So yeah. the only thing I don't envy about it is if you do some dumb shit, it's there for everyone. Documented. It's documented. Yeah, I've done plenty of dumb it. shit. That I'm happy <laughs> it's yeah, in the ether, that. man. It's gone, You've man. disappeared, mate. You ain't You're never right. hearing about it. You're fucking right. So, with, so Nine Bar, man, you, your first release, and I think I got this wrong the last time we spoke, was the live demo with the shark on the front. 1999. No, we did, no, we did a demo before that. Ah. I fucked it again. Tell, tell, us about these, tell us about that demo and, and, the, the, and the live man one. He's done his homework. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked on the Ruxham website, but it weren't updated. So. <laughs> so that gonna, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, no, we, no, we did a demo. we done our demo. It's our fucking claim to fame. We've done our demo on the same thing that you that recorded Knuckles demo on, which is Ray's four track, I think. Yes, I'm yeah. lending it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck me, so he's coming back. Now. So we've done that. Yeah. We've done that at Music City in New Cross. And um, I'm sure that uh, there's bits of it that need a rubber band to kind yeah, of yeah, work yeah. or something. And they kept busting. So yeah, yeah. look for rubber band somewhere else. It goes on the front desk if you had a rubber band or something like that. <laughs> so that was the... Can I put that into that? context? Like now, a kid would go on his computer, me, myself, and do an update. Sorted. Back in the day, we had to take this four track apart <laughs> and the little mechanical parts of the tape, we had to get a elastic band yep. and it took ages. You had to just get it tight enough and then you, basically that's what we had to go through to get this thing working. I think it was like a, a little hairband we used to stick in there. So did you used that for your demo? Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 I remember clearly doing it. Yeah, so that was, um, I think that was 1998. Bore me, remembered something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Matty fucking sent me that to some. <laughs> I got big up Matty. So I had this little, yeah, big up Matty for that. So for then, the 1999, you um, nine live. I passed that as, um, well, yeah, that's when you give your tape to the fucking geezer behind the soundboard at the underworld and he tapes you quite a crisp sounding show and fucking. I've still got some of those tapes in my attic, you know. I've, I've got the nine bar. <laughs> the shark on the cover, nineteen ninety nine bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fucking. Do you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to something. I found one of them tapes years back, and I had an old tape recorder that I used to tape um, record guitarists on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was listening to it, and halfway through it, Aaliyah kicked in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the tape over this shit. <laughs> what a wank I am, oh, man. <laughs> what a wank I oh, am, man. Oh, mate. I, I, I don't know. I was, I was like, what the fuck happened there? And I must have just... I don't know, man. So no, I, the I apologize. in the fucking late 90s, man, where, you know, you're know. scrambling around for a tape to tape something. And, like, what can go? What can be taped over? I know. <laughs> Stick the tune gum in the little fucking holes. Yeah, for real, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Tom's fucking got some in his attic, so you can have one for 90 I want quid. one, Tom. Do you know what? Should we give a shout-out to Awa? What? The double, Awa, the, the, fucking the, the double cassette a players. Let's let's give a, a shout w out to them. Yeah, AIW. Awa, yeah. Sony. Bush. Bush. I love. Yeah. Goodman's. I do love Bush. Goodman's. Did you I like with this with this tape? Do you remember putting them in, into the tape deck 
Yeah, and then did you pick up copies? Yeah, yeah, and photocopying you in like somewhere other, you know what I mean? It was like that then. What a nightmare, man. I mean, that was, a fuck, that was a fucking brilliant thing. You get a full fucking decent live set from us playing a load of new tunes in it. You know, we're happy to have that. <laughs> I remember you used to go to Radio Shack and you could fucking get loads of cheap tapes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you could get all like, my yeah, shit. Yeah, load up on CD tapes, tapes, man. Yeah. Do you know, whenever we go on this podcast, we go back into some... People must listen yeah, to this just, and think, these old fucking bastards, Motherfuckers, we turn this off now. What the fuck is this? <laughs> going and buying shit. Talking about, nah, fucking, just, about it's, it's TVs nice and... It's yeah, yeah. nice to give the youngsters an insight into a much more simpler world where people still is real. shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what, as well, when you're talking about you, fo- you finally found that CD that you really wanted as well like especially when it's a band that no one ever fucking knows about yeah. and you find that CD and it's just like you fucking holding like the holy grail man you're like yeah, 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 finally totally. yes like I've got it like, people yeah. like that's what I mean we've probably spoken about on previous fucking yeah. episodes but back in the we day we speak about this every, every yeah. podcast but <laughs> like, it's just real it's just real life when you have an interview with people it's, it just comes yeah. back but as you said you go through the back of your um, just, your booklet or whatever and you see what bands are on the thanks list and shit yeah. and you go through that like and you actually listen to albums like see that was a fucking pivotal moment for us as well man you got fucking set off and you look at the thanks list and set off you're like right that's like the fucking yeah, everyone, holy grail and 90s tough guys bands you know what I mean yeah. like, hey, who the fuck is shit terrible what the fuck is a dark side MIC you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, whoa yeah. they sound fucking mean you get me yeah no for real man <laughs> I guess you know, I better check them out and find out for myself <laughs> no for real man what are you going to say Steve everyone but us sponsored by Werther's Original <laughs> <laughs> Oh my days, man! So getting back to Nine Bar, man. I like that, man. So I would say after them two shows, KD and Nine Bar, we formed quite a strong bond. Like yeah, we, yeah, we were sure. like, we well, were, yeah, we're on the same page, the same age, more or less. You know what I mean? He's like, like I say, he's like a year older than us. But, but thanks, for, know, thanks for reminding us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's what? No, I'm, no, I'm, man, I'm 41 yeah. and you're 42. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, are you 42? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sad, man. Oh. I get people asking me about age all the time. I'm like, He's I'm not sad. Birthday, he? <laughs> no, he but ain't told anyone either. <laughs> at, at the time in London, there wasn't much in it, obviously. Well, yeah, exactly. There wasn't much, much of anything it. like that that you could, like I say, you could call your own. You go and see fucking slap shit once a year, Marble once a year, something like that, dance it, doggy dog, that kind of thing. But you no. get you get shit like um, above all, understand fabric, stamping ground, playing with those bands, but you know. They weren't your bands. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You didn't, you didn't know any different. They know, were like, yeah, yeah. They were UK bands. So, you know, back in back on mine, I was like, right, these are from the UK doing this kind of shit. That's fucking cool. You know what I mean? But I will, I've got to give a shout out to Up North because Up North had a much more developed scene than us. They oh, had, yeah, sure. Going way back into the fucking yeah, you know, I late mean, 80s, like, before that, even. Yeah. You know. They had bands like Voorhees, Whips Drawn. <laughs> Canvas area effect. I felt like they could play their instruments a lot more than we could. As well. They were a lot more. They had the yeah. equipment. Unless into they the were definitely blazing is probably why. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is also that. I but yeah, I thought I thought a lot of the sort of style. Not. I was going to say like it was a bit less punk influenced up there, but it were it was and it wasn't at the same time. I think. Yeah, no. It was not. It was not the same thing, but different. Done by people who got no no kind of contact with or connection with at all. And they're doing a similar yeah. kind of thing, but in a totally different way, isn't it? Shout out to yeah. Area Effect because back yeah, in like the day, Area Effect, exactly. Yeah. We used to do a hell of a lot yeah. of gigs with yeah, Area yeah, Effect. Yeah, we done the split together, innit? Yeah. yeah, and that's how the link came between London and London. The link between London and the North back then was so strong, man. And I remember I used to go out there, and they're the first straightish people that I ever saw with an X, and I'd be like, wow, look, he's got an X on his hand. Because it's just, it's something you. <laughs> hey, you know what? It sounds so corny as fuck right now, but imagine you never see people, you never seen a straightish, a straightish person. You just. 
See it on. Yeah, yeah, sure. You see it like in a fucking inlay or something. Inlay or something. And then you go into a fucking team. Talking about them like they're fucking dinosaurs. Exactly. To me, it was just like a lot of my bands. But the funny thing is, I've never been straight edge, but a lot of the bands I listened to were straight edge. I used to love a lot of that. That fast old school kind of strifey sound. Yeah, sure. And when we were out north, we met basically a lot of the bands up there were straight edge playing that style. So it was just for me, I was a bit of a fanboy, man. Like it was fucking just an amazing thing. But getting back to London, man, before I embarrass myself anymore, like <laughs> I can't go any further without talking about. Do you remember um, the Red Eye? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So the Red Eye was. A, do you remember the Red Eye, Steve? This was a bit yeah, before yeah, Lewis. Yeah. That was. The- Am I wrong in saying that it was like the first kind of focal point for thing Thank back you. in those days? Yeah, yeah I, I have I to mention it for that I'm reason. Yeah, I wrote definitely. out a list of places that we played in London. There's fucking like 30 places or something like that. Yeah, but a million. But the Red Eye was our home. Be, yeah, that's got to be number one for back in those days. Where was the Red Eye? It was uh, in Islington and it was, oh God, it was kind of on... It was King's Cross, wasn't it? Between King's Cross... Hope and Hagen Street, it was on. Yeah, it was a white uh, yeah, back yeah. street, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was on right a next to a big estate. You could cut through the estate yeah. to get it. It was like a ten minutes, quarter of an hour walk from uh, Kings Cross Station. Yeah, but the, the reason I mention it, obviously, because that was our first twelve bar. Do you know what I mean? That was where. Wow, London has got a scene for me, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, you got those iconic knuckle-dust pictures taken outside of it, like some of the first. Pictures oh yeah, you yeah, ever yeah, yeah, yeah. Had taken. What was that in Kerrang or something or other like that? I think it was Kerrang or. Then they ignored you lot for twenty years. You know what was crazy? <laughs> and I, it's funny you say that. The reason I mentioned the Ready Eye venue is because some of my favourite nine bars from back in the day was in that venue, and I don't know if you guys remember. Um, the Terrorizer. Shout out to Ian Glasper from Stamping Ground. He used to write for him. Yeah, that's another yeah. early thing, man. I'm not, not even that long ago I've been emailing him. Obviously, the world's oh, changed and moved Godfather, on. man. But, you Legend. know, I'd be sending him stuff saying, please get this in. And to his fucking credit, he would. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send him all kinds of stuff like Nine Bar CD. He reviewed Injury Time CD. But, you know, there's way more than that. It's just too off the top of my head, I remember. You know, no. I was always chatting to he was so trying supportive to get stuff of, in. Oh, oh yeah, of course, man. Yeah. But that's a geezer that's got, you know, ten, <coughs> 10 years on us easily being into this oh, shit. Yeah, you man. get me? <laughs> and Talking about 1997, he was there in 87 or yeah. even earlier, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he's legend, legend without a doubt. But yeah, sure. he basically done the, an article, Double Space Spread, spread on the Harcourt Fest we had in um, the right, Ready Eye Ready Eye Fest. And it was an article and it had pictures of Nine Bar on it. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't maybe I've that. got it indoors. No, I've got it. And I've that. tried to find this magazine, right? Because it had some wicked nine bar pictures in it. I had pictures of all the bands that played that day and I couldn't find it. You can't remember this? No, I don't remember that. So you, it's just I've probably a, got it. You know that. I've probably got it, but I just don't remember it. Do you have any other particular venues from back in the day that, like... Let me let me reach for my fucking trusty timeline. Yeah, what? Respect to Tom because he came with like, like a little a pretty booklet of notes or things <laughs> you wanted to say. <laughs> uh, four sides of A4. I Have mean, you got to look at the index? Yeah, we covered about fifty pages long. We covered the fucking half moon. We covered the half we're covering. Moon. Yeah, we're covering the red eye now. Moon? Hernhill, oh, Hernhill, South yeah. London. That's far from where we'll go up. I'm trying to think where else would have been around from back in those days, man. I mean, standard. Yeah, oh, standard. Yeah, standard. That's Fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Standard, yeah. That's another place from when I first got to know you lot because they would have Oh, what was that show that was there, man? Damage, that was dam- yeah, first, that, first ever first damage control. Damage control. Yeah, in the standard. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that might have been my first proper hardcore gig. 
So who when played I say proper hardcore gig? Obviously, I'd seen Mad <coughs> and Sick of It All and whatnot before that. Sounding very similar to me at this point, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 the I think, yeah, I think if I'm if I'm thinking right, uh, Area Effect played Free Bass. Fucking hell, Sub Zero, Public Disturbance Public, would have played yeah. there. If not that show, then the show around that fucking time. Yeah, it was. It was. It maybe it weren't that show, but yeah, it was. <coughs> it would have been a show, show in that within that year, something like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing Public Disturbance. Oh yeah, shit, yeah. And the Sub Zero headline. Yeah, I remember seeing Sub Zero. They definitely didn't have a fucking like an ego platform going down. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a mad yeah. thing, man. Yeah, yeah, going down the front of the stage. What Sub Zero from New York Hard from Bro, New York? This is what I'm saying. You imagine us guys. We can't play guitars, and then like Sub Zero released a seven inch and add that song. Turn on. Is that oh, what um, we wanna be? The, the, the fucking yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. TV. I used to bang that all the time, man. And and. I, then I found out they was playing that venue. To me, that was like, wow, man, I'm sharing a stage with Subject. Do you know what I mean? I was, yeah, of course. I was a fanboy, yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, that was, I just thought I mentioned that, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, standard level <coughs> respect for the he's got. He's going for the notes. Look, <laughs> in, look, in, look in the index. Look at this fucking professional right Page here. 255 of his got. notes. Nah, not a whole lot. Here's a good one from the fucking past, the Goldsmith Tavern. Yes. Yeah. 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 New cross, uh, man. And the Pembury Tavern as well. There's the. Uh, nah, you lost me totally. No. What, what the fuck oh, was that? Where's Pembury Tavern? Was that in Hackney or something? I fucking. I went. Joe, you know what? That was. I think that was a bit more of a punk thing. And I used. I, I went there a couple of times. Rest in peace, all the fucking venues, man. That have gone over the years, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I should have crossed through all the ones that. Yeah. I mean, you know where it would have been like three quarters of them. Do you know what we haven't Shit. mentioned? Fucking the Verge. Yeah, the Verge. Well, yeah, that's got. Yeah. That's what came. And that's that's later. what came after that as but a, like, like, a regular still. place that we ran into the ground by never buying drinks. Remember <laughs> 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 all the all the outside, all the businesses around there. Yeah, <laughs> so we got a beer, the chip shops, fucking doing amazing business. <laughs> oh man, let's get back to Nine Bar, man, before you. So, like, four years later, you drop what I consider a classic, man. Urban Legends, man. Oh, oh yeah, sure. So, that was uh, 2000. That was um, yeah, classic. 2001, yeah. Even though it was, like, worth the wait, why the fuck did it take so long? Like, four years? That time and money and, uh, I don't know, you just not got that. You don't got anything else going on in your life at age. I mean, you have, but you know what I mean? Nowadays, I'm militant because I've got no choice. I've got to do shit. Like, now, because tomorrow I've got to go see my daughter's show, then I've got to help her with her homework, and then oh, this weekend, then we're going to the park. You know, you, shit yeah, like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But then, where well, you just do it and just move along and do it, and you're not in a particular hurry because you think it's never going to end. Was that your... F- yeah. That was on. That was your first. That was the first. That was on Ruction, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It must have been like Ruction 02 or 03 or something like that. I think very first Ruction release was the Air Effect CD. And it would have followed up after that. There might be something in between. What were you like? Sure. Third, fourth release on Ruction? Something like that. Yeah, I've, I should have written Do that you know down Lewis? in my fucking timeline. <laughs> Lewis is a Ruction representative. <laughs> he should have the. <laughs> Do you have the numbers, Lewis? No. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. He was, right, he was right about. That would have been O one or something. CV, you know. Now maybe maybe we moved. I've got a feeling we moved it to ten and just started it all at ten, so it looked good. I've also it was got like a feeling 10, 11, the first Ruction I'm release. Sorry, I was talking about the year. I got. I can't remember what bands it was, but I know the first Ruction release was in collaboration with. Um, what was the old label from back in the day? Was it Blackfish or something? Yeah, Blackfish. That was yeah, Casper's yeah. label. That was Casper's yeah. label. Yeah. So Blackfish. I mean, yeah. So definitely and household name as well. And household names as well. Yeah, but there's That's... that. So the area effects, nineteen ninety nine bar. The BDF come after fucking um, yeah, you guys. yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. two thousand, two thousand one. We started up two thousand, I think. 
17 so years ago. Actually, we, you know, we skipped over that household name compilation, which for me was like... I don't know. I, I didn't. Oh, shit, yeah. Here, big up, here, um, big up I Lil. skipped over it too. I skipped over yeah. it before I opened another beer. <laughs> Do you know what? If we went through every little thing, would be here for you. Yeah, no, it's true. But it's but definitely well, yeah, a good that, shout that, out. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the first ever nine bar release. I wish yeah, I had yeah. that now just to look and see who the other bands were because it's. That's the thing that exposed you to fucking mad bands. Like, who the fuck are yeah. like half of these bands? It's nah, got, House of Name was so important. Yeah, then. yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. They put on a ton of shows that and the um, Discord Inferno shit that was going on at the Red Eye back then. Yeah, that was that was shit that you had to go to because you didn't know when the next one was. You go to that, grab a ton of flyers and fucking keep them and make yeah. a note when the next one was. You know what I'm saying? What was All that right. fest that, sorry, early? What was that fest that he used to do? Household Name? What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. He used to do a fest. All right, don't worry about it. Go on, Liz, go ahead. So, yeah, I was going to say, I've just gone on the Ruction website. Make sure you check out eruption.com. Have they updated it yet? <laughs> yeah, it's all updated. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely updated. But um, Area Effect was number one. Then it was Area Effect and Knuckle Dust, the split. The seven inch. Big seven up. inch, yeah. yeah. Then, obviously, oh, wow. then the nine bar tape. Then it was Dark Overlords, um, Special Move. Knuckle Dust, Taiwan Hildes. Then it was Urban Legends. B- no, Taiwan yeah. Hildes was on another label. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's down think, here yeah, as Ruction yeah, 05, yeah. though. No, like, yeah. so. But you know what I mean. Just, now on Ruction quickly, from the Ruction, like the story of Ruction, how it came about, um, do you know what? The whole, the whole, how the name LBU started, all that was organic in one all day. Right, it all runs parallel. It, it is parallel. Ruction, um, 9 by LBU, Knuckle Dust, all the early All parallel. Yeah. And what I want to do is, I don't want to go too deep on it here. I'm going to get Pierre here. I want to get people on. I want to talk he's, about... He's long overdue the, to do your shit there, man. Yeah. Fucking Pierre. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get Pierre in there, but I want to talk about the LBU ruction, how all that came about, because <clears throat> I'm not digging anyone out. There's a lot of people now that want to start a crew. They get a bunch of guys or whatever, girls, and they think of some name. LBU, like some of the shit you hear online just makes me laugh, but LBU never started like that. It was the most organic thing. It wasn't even... Start- it wasn't even- I don't look at it as a crew now. It's a music f- culture thing for me, and the way it started was proper organic but I'm getting deep now but one day we'll talk about it yeah, yeah sure <coughs> Ruction that's all people that have known each other for a long fucking time yeah, you get me thought, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ruction two decades here fucking coming up for it with these guys here you know what I mean yeah so, no, will but guy a long fucking time there's a fucking whole lot of shit being done in the name of that you get me yeah <laughs> no nah, man it's, yeah, it's uh, the story's got to be told man I'm fucking so happy that it still is after all these years you get me it's I never shit would've to be proud it. of out there imagine if I was from some shitty scene I had to pretend I liked it you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I can honestly say that this shit's still coming out these days I'm like fuck me thank fuck this shit is stronger than ever Seriously. yeah no nah, for real man just quickly on Ruction back in the day you, was heavily, you and Matty was heavily involved in Ruction yeah, everyone, everyone was at some point at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, you do you do a lot of artwork? Did you do a lot of artwork for Ruction? Who done the symbol for Ruction? Was it you? Uh, or combina- that's a combo of me and Matty. Matty did all the background. I did the lettering. Now I ain't trying to pull your chain, man. But Steve Lewis, yes, yeah. If you come up with the Ruction logo, right? How long ago? How many years are we talking? Yeah, eighteen years, 18 something years. like that. Yeah. Eighteen years, and you see kids now, fifteen, sixteen. Wearing it at that same yeah, logo. That's fucking mad, actually. I never How proud that. would you be? Like, do you feel yeah. proud when you. Yeah, I know you're such, know, a, you're such like, a. It's like, whatever you call it, like, I see it, I don't even think about it anymore. It's just, it's just there, you know what I mean? I'm, you're yeah. such a grounded guy, in, though. In but fucking I think, retrospect, I'm fucking grateful to see it's still there, you know what I mean? I'm fucking lucky that it's still there. Fucking my, happy that my, it's still there. My younger sister saw um, the tracksuit posted up the other day because obviously Pierre's been doing different designs for tracksuits. Big up, Buckman, check it out. 
And she was like, is that like, is that is that logo how it's come out? Is that actually how it looks? I was like, yeah, of course that's how it looks. It's not like obviously it looks digital, but when it's printed out, it looks good. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about maybe ordering the black one and shit. And I was like, so I stoke, man. She's not even nice, into hardcore, man. but yeah. just looking at the logo and looking at the style of it, she liked it. People thought like, shit, but I've been so many places up and down the country. I've been around, see, yeah, I've been around it. Europe. Been to America and you've seen people wearing fucking Russian t-shirts and Russian like I see a lot of people wearing the, ho- the kids always wearing Russian hoodies. Shout out to all the kids, man. That's like it's just one of those things. And that logo is fucking. It's nice. It's iconic. You know, it's iconic. iconic. Yeah. So we're sitting it's in iconic. a room with a guy. You're saying that really because I've done it myself before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's just Tom. Everything I've done like that ever since that is always a collaboration with Matty because I'm computer illiterate and I can't do shit. I can draw it. I can never transfer it onto a fucking. For me, for me, it's the same as the Marble logo. I know obviously the Marble spin was a fucking original toy and shit, but it's the same sort of thing. You see that that logo. Yeah. Or yeah, the ball. You just automatically think, oh, fucking Marble, the band. So we see that Ruction logo, yeah. you just think of all the fucking bands and everything that's come out on it. So look, man, I'm yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna say it like now, like that. Respect to you for doing that, man, because like I, I don't want to sound like I'm jocking you, but like it's not something I've. I, don't I just think, think like I don't think that much. No, of you it, should to be honest. Because no, nah, clap yourself in the back. No, nah, we, we just did. I've done like fucking Give with a, Matty. I've done like what about twelve shirts since that? You know, it's it's a lot of fucking work. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. All I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest, man. What I do is I fucking design it and try and draw it out as neatly as I can, but it's Matty that fucking converts all the shit and makes it like a thing that could be printed on something. You get me? Otherwise, it'd be a fucking sketchy looking thing that I've done. You get me? Because I don't come from that background of graphic design. I was going to ask I'm you. good at drawing and letters and that. I mean, now we're here. How did you get, how did you get into drawing? Because I know, Joe, you know what? We skipped a part that <laughs> I'm pissed I forgot to mention. I can't believe you used to skateboard, man. You oh just, yeah, well that's, that's going back to how I got into fucking yeah, hardcore. hardcore. You used to be like, a skateboarder, like yeah, 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 yeah. And the funny thing is, I used to skate a lot. Prowler used to skate. So yeah, I listened to the podcast with Prowler and they chat about that as well. I mean, yeah, that yeah. is that is what first ever exposed me to hardcore because you had fucking the skate mask used to read. You had Thrasher, which you know is not yeah. brainer there, man. You had that. You had um, Transworld skateboarding, which is yeah. kind of like a bit of a goody goody alternative to Thrasher. <laughs> I would say this. It's going back a long time remembering how it used to look and it was like Plan fresh is pretty kind of punky looking you know what I mean yeah. if you flip for an ancient fresher now imagine that but um, then in the UK you had like Read and Destroy which was it's a bit kind of arty graphic designy looking back on it now it didn't really have any connection with hardcore I mean there's skating in hardcore which are connected since day you know what I mean but um, then you had skateboard magazine like skateboard with an exclamation mark and then and skateboard and fashion were what covered music and they would cover any music you know what I mean it had some skating connection even if it didn't so that's when I first started reading about shit like you know Gorilla Biscuits and Gnostic Front Bad Brains um, oh through skate magazine yeah yeah, yeah through, through fresher and skateboard in the UK so you look at this shit and you look at the pictures and you know, it'd be a little thumbnail of an album cover or a live picture and be like, what the fuck is this, man? This shit looks kind of mysterious and shifty. You get me? <laughs> you know, or you'd see like an advert for some records from, you know, like Caroline or SST, those kind of labels. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? Rock for Light. What, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, funny. Yeah. You get me? Like early Bad Brains, you know, Septic Death, Minor Threat, Black Flag, all that kind of shit. All the, what have you called it? The iconography of that was so powerful back then that, you know, like, whoa, this is something different to everything else. You kind of see it in it then. So it's funny, like, for you to say that Thrasher sort of, like, put a lot of these bands into magazines for people to check out, I find that pretty cool. And, I mean, I hold it in the same sort of length as maybe Roadrunner Records because they put out a lot of fucking bands that took a and, chance. Yeah, and that shit, that shit endures, or the Roadrunner shit really endures it after does, these years, man. doesn't it? It still does. still like, gets people out people to see still those kind like, of bands from that era. I think Roadrunner in the 90s, you couldn't touch them for the mm. bands they had. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me, man. They were untouchable, man. So um, yeah, so the graphing. How did that come? How did that come about? 
Well, from, similar. From, 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 from skating. Of, yeah, I mean, skating, graph, <coughs> parkour, kind of similar. You've got to get out and do them. You know, you're not going to fucking make any money doing them. Maybe you would, but, you know, that's if you really immerse yourself in some industry aspect of it. But, you know, you've got to get up, get out of your house, get on and do them. And, you know, with time on your hands, being fucking teenager whatever always into graph and that's to be honest that's a different podcast man I don't really yeah, go, I don't, I no, don't I know going too deep into that but I just wanted know. to mention it did you and Matty start drawing at the same time because no, Matty does... kind of came a few years later man like Matty's always been a lot more computer savvy than most people I know so he had the ability he, to do kind of, he had the ability to do artwork for bands and make it to a nice level that's how a lot of the that's how a lot of ruction inlays got done not everyone but a lot of them got done through Matty sitting there slaving over a fucking Mac on, and you know I was keen to kind of put something in there here and there on the fucking logos lettering that kind of thing when I could that's how the Ruction logo came around so let's just every 9 bar t-shirt is more has been designed by John by yourself or Matt all yeah, the graph stuff I've, yeah like 90 90% of them yeah 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 so I must have done like you know half a dozen of them in total there's a few that other people did I think Ollie did one Maybe a couple, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, most of them are me and Matty just sitting there slaving over it for fucking hours, trying to get it all to a nice printable that. thing. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still I can't, doing I can't it. draw yeah. to save my fucking <laughs> life, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. Barely, I'm barely manage a fucking stick, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can play Hangman. So back to Urban Legends, man. Um, that was a banging EP, man. Ballistic Trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's a, lot, it's a lot of fun. We still play like half of it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just fucking. Just bang out those tunes. You don't know what you're doing at the time. I'm not going to say it's some classic record. But, no, it um, is, man. We don't need people, no... Though, you know, you're always going to be critical of your own shit. You're never going to big up your own shit unless you're a dickhead. You know? Fuck <laughs> you're never going to big up your own shit. You let, you know, like other people. Well, you know what I mean? Like, no, I hear you. Know, bash hear it you. out quickly. Better to bash it out quickly and move on to something else rather than yeah, like, yeah. dwell over it. But, but the yeah. tunes are iconic, though, because the ones that you play off of that particular album is what gets a lot of the fucking crowd, especially the older heads and the younger heads as well. Yeah. So. No, yeah, they're, Ooh, no, they're, they're in trouble. I love nothing. all these years later. I love to play those tunes. Seriously, they're no, good they're fun. I like fucking intro, man. It just gets me hopping around straight away. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. I mean, like, I think what a lot of people like about Nine Bar is, uh, as well as the music, and shout out to Matty because Matty writes most of the music, right? Matty. But it's all written in conjunction, people. Just because someone didn't write the riff doesn't mean they didn't contribute to it. No, I mean, you guys, it it's, it's everyone, but yeah. Alternative, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up with, you know, everyone comes up with little bits here and there in the song, like a told when we're tempo man. or. What's that? Or you got told, bro. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Matty, with all the music? <laughs> motherfucker, I'll let you the motherfucker. I'm sorry, you all with the music, man. <laughs> No, yeah, so that's, like, much, that's pretty much how it works, I mean, seriously, we're just sitting there together trying to do it. Someone will bring a little idea here and there, or, you know, and, and then kind of improving it together, you get me? Yeah, no, but I think what people really like is um, the lyrics, man. The lyrics are really grimy, they're really catchy, and the way that um, you and Skinny, shout out to Skinny, man, the way you vibe with each other is fucking, the chemistry is unreal, like... Yeah, 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 we've been and, doing it for so long that you can't just slip into place now, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got... It wasn't always the case, you know, I personally say it took us a while to find our feet, but... That's how I feel about it in the first couple of years. I wouldn't, you know, not to say I wouldn't enjoy playing, but you know what I mean? Nowadays, I'm fucking fiending for it, you get me? But yeah, yeah. then I'm like, oh shit, I've got to play, fuck, Ugh, you know? Well, I went to ask Lewis, because Lewis, man, you're in two bands where you... Have two singers, I and that. Three bands with fucking two singers. Oh, three and uh, to, uh, fucking too many, mate. So, like, you know how difficult it is to get the right chemistry with each other. I mean, 
<clears throat> from what do you think? Like when you hear Nine Bar, do you do that give even more I respect think, to I what think, they do? Like this. On the top of my head, I can't think of all the fucking bands with two vocalists. Like, but there's some shit ones and there's some great the, ones. The, the yeah. ones, but the ones that who do it the best for me is like Nine Bar because they've both got similar vocal styles, but they've got ways of doing their, the, the delivery of their vocals is a lot different as well. You so. see, you hear some bands in like, well, what do you mean they've got two vocalists? They're same fucking identical. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand yeah, that. Exactly. Like, you need to have a contrast, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. yeah there's no fucking point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I mean, not to sort of like throw anyone on the bus, but out of the three bands I'm in, like, the one I have the most chemistry with, who I like know is like, yeah, this fucking works. Probably because my first band is John from Proven. Like, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah, no yeah. disrespect to McBoo or to fucking Titch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just have that, just have that sort of like. And you guys, your flow works really well. Works well, well like works really well. Not saying that, not saying that other bands doesn't work well at all. But I just he find threw it Dave proven. under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel, I just feel we're proven. You hear that McBoo says, "Fuck you, McBoo, step your game up, boy." <laughs> and fucking Titch as well. He needs to stop drinking ayahuasca juice. <laughs> So what? like, <laughs> no, no, leave that, leave that way. We're back to the fucking quizmaster here. How'd you uh, the quizmaster? So Tom, how do you come up with your um, lyrics? How do you come up with your lyrics? Don't ask me because I've gone through so many different ways of doing it over the years, man. Well, give us, right? a, give another, us a few, another, man. That's another thing I would say I've not only really been comfortable with in the last few years, man. Like, I used to look on it as work, but now I find it work that I start and I can't stop. You get oh, I'm really? sitting there with my daughter last night. She's like, Daddy, we test me on my spellings for school. I'm like, man, oh, oh, I don't like that word there. I need to move that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, yeah. some shit you, you just write quickly and you know it's there. Otherwise, but how do you find your topics? It's there, or otherwise I agonise over it and end up fucking scrapping it completely. No, but do you know what I like about your lyrics? And I hate, I hate talking about this stuff because I always come off like I'm, like I'm bitching or slagging. But I don't like lyrics like, oh God, should I say this? I don't like when I hear a band that goes, you can't break me down. To me, it's too easy. It's been said a million yeah, times. Yeah, it's done, isn't it? No, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, my yeah, strength sure. will see me through. Like, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. I know what you're saying, but you guys find other ways of saying things. Do you know what I mean? I say that's a fair comment, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to say a lot of the same shit, but I'm trying to put it in a different way and make it, you know... But after, for doing it you for know, long, talk my way around it. It'll just come up with the same basic stuff. I hate all those bands that do all that. I, uh, it's just your... more of a personal thing when you come up with your own way of saying something because more often than not, it's just flowed out you that way. If you, do you know what I mean? Rather yeah, than, I'm trying. I'm trying to just... like mask it and not make it too obvious what I'm trying to say and trying to talk yeah, my way around yeah. the topic rather than just so what, making but, it really basic. What's your process? Would you just write some shit, might be basic, and then you look at it and go, right, how do I say this in a better way? I'll just write out the whole shit and then agonise over every single little fucking comma and word and shit and then go back and change it a million times. <laughs> I've probably got worse, especially what made me worse is having a fucking iPhone because look at every cunt on the tube there watching and I bake off Netflix, Top Gear or some, some bullshit, shit or whatever. Yeah. I'm sitting there trying to think of a word that rhymes with unique or some bollocks like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So do you write... Pick your lyrics and then the music comes afterwards or do you not have the music first? I honestly couldn't tell you in 20 years how I did it. I think that these days, because I'm, I'm trying to write a new injury time record at the moment, these days I'm trying to write ahead of that lot. So I don't want to be that band that's got, yeah, we've got a 10 song album, we've got lyrics for two of them. Because I wouldn't want to be against it writing lyrics because I'll just fucking clam up with something. Yeah, yeah. To make you write, so I'm mate. trying to like get, I'm trying to get a load of rough ideas sketched out ahead of it and then see how the music wow, goes. you hear that, Pierre? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Do you know what? I've got lyrics. I listen back to. Them, I'm going. Nah, that's fucking shit. Why did we 
Oh, but he wrote at the time, so yeah. you felt in it like times times are changing, in it like. Do you think not the, part, the worst, but? Do you know what I do with lyrics, right? I write the first verse, I think, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then and then I sit there for about six hours trying to write the second verse. Yeah, and it's it's so hard. hard. Exact thing so happened to hard. me last night. I'm sitting. There, I've got like a big commute that I do twice a day, so I'm sitting there writing lyrics on it some of the time. And I wrote so much, I'm like, right, I'm going to delete half of that, and that's going to be the song. You get me? Really? Yeah, yeah. I like, better to have more and delete it than have not have enough and be struggling to find some shit that goes with something. You get me? I used to fucking listen to Public Enemy, and I'd read the lyrics, and fucking lyrics and lyrics there'd be like three yeah, fucking yeah. columns of lyrics <laughs> yeah and it'd be like oh I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a go at that and I'd get to like fucking a paragraph I'd be like right what do I want to say next I don't know I think people it's do that special, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep on my methods because I don't want to fucking give them away no, yeah, yeah, no, like that. but I let it pop into my head out of nowhere if you sit down I could never imagine myself I'll do it now and then I could never imagine myself sitting down thinking I'm going to write some lyrics now so I'll just look and go what the fuck? I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing at all. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if I let it come out of me, that's the good thing about having a fucking smartphone that I can just write down a little line somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, two days later, I'm like, oh, there's a line that goes with that. You know, that's yeah, yeah, looking yeah. nice together. You know what I mean? But just keep it somewhere. Do you guys think like with hardcore, it's a fucking lyric wise, it's a long thing corridor and all you can sing about is agony, pain and it's, the topics are very, very small. So like, you, can you sing? Can you sing a hard, heavy song and it be about being happy? You. So what I'm trying can, to say is, is that the same ways you can say something? Do you know what I mean? I think you can. Like, and the best writers did. Like Jotham from Wisdom in Chains for me is one of the best songwriters out there. No, oh yeah, sure. I can't say enough good shit amazing. about that. How the fuck? Uh, did, how the fuck that lot do it, man? They've done like I what, don't seven know, albums man. or something. Yeah, I don't. That's know. That's a band that I would say if you put me on a desert island and say, "What well, do you want?" One wisdom change that I'd say I'll just pick it at random. It don't really matter because yeah, because they're, they're just, all equally good and they've got equally just fucking just tunes on them. Each each of them records has got four or five just amazing tunes on. The rest is good as well. But yeah, 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 no, I don't know how they do it, man. I just think Literally. because of the hardcore. I just think with the music with hardcore, like most things are negative. Like just. Just goes with the territory, but at the same time, it depends what part of the, of the genre, the subgenres you're into. Like, because you're into beat and shit, mm. you're not going to be really singing about fucking happy things. You're going to be mm. singing about wanting to fucking fight people and That's what, what I'm saying is, and do that. Whereas then you could be into sort of like positive shit, like fucking listening to sort of like I don't know, um, like H2O or something. I'm not saying all their songs are yeah. positive shit, but there are some catchy tunes and yeah. some good tunes on that. Like, it's not always doom and gloom. I think what I'm trying to say is not so. It's more that. If you are singing about one particular thing, there's only so many ways you can say it before you run out of ways of sounding. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, so I was sure, asking Tom, yeah. how do you think of new ideas? Because you must come up with an idea and say, oh, do you ever come up with a, a, a limit and you think that's a bit too much like something I've done? Yeah, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's, that's what I mean. Thing. How do you get I've around got, that? I've got five sets of lyrics written at the moment. Next thing I'm going to do is sit down and put them all next to each other and think that's too similar to that. That's got to go. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But I'm fucking dreading that. That's the worst part of it. You know what? Like, it's good to have that quality control because I think. Oh, yeah, so but really I've done I've yeah. work out I've yeah. used the same word in three of them like the same you know whatever metaphor or something what's your most used word I'm never going to tell you man god this, please this, the fucking whatever you know the autocomplete on my phone is crazy when I type some shit like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I've been always inspired by shit like I mean you know shit like Sheer Terror going back to early days they're singing about something no one else was singing yeah. about you get me that's the whole different he sings about love but he does it in a, yeah, yeah, in a, in a hard way so, yeah, fucking kind of yeah. sar- sarcastic hard yeah. way and just saying things that other people fucking wouldn't yeah. shit like that more recently shit like Stout I mean that's 
another oh, example mate. of someone you know well, we had our last podcast yeah, was, so um, out there Josh, shout out to Josh. yeah so out there with that shit there's like nothing else so totally fucking original and unique you know what I mean nah for real man so that's a fucking inspiration but you, that can't even be an inspiration how could you copy that you know what I mean? can't man that's you need so that, man. fucking it's so much of a one off all stout how the way it's all put together man shit it's in awe of it you're listening to the everyone but us podcast straight from the heart of London 